0: You're listening to Incorporating Superpowers with the voice of reason, risk mitigation expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Justin Reckla. Get ready to rip apart the veil as we dismantle old school business and prepare for what comes next. Business will never be the same.
1: Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. Folks, you are going to be super excited for today's episode because... We're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics from the counterintelligence world. This is like reaching back into my past, bringing it forward, because we're going to be talking to an actual corporate spy who was out there doing corporate espionage, getting secrets from companies for his clients, for the companies that he worked for. And he's written a book about it. He's literally outed himself. And now he's using his superpowers for good to help companies protect their assets, protect themselves so they don't get hacked, so they can use the techniques to to defend against the techniques that he used to use to steal corporate, corporate secrets. And he's written a book about it. And my guest today is Robert Kerbeck. He's the author of Ruse. And I am super excited to join this conversation with you, Robert. Thank you so much for being here.
0: Oh, Justin, thanks for having me. This is a real pleasure to kind of go spy versus spy.
1: (laughs) You know, it's funny you say that because, you know, as a counterintelligence agent, once you leave government, there's really a handful of luxurious positions that you can find yourself in. And protecting against corporate espionage is one of them, and every major corporation out there Microsoft Boeing you name it has teams of people that have former counter that are former counterintelligence experience depending on what agency FBI Army doesn't matter you have teams of people with my experience that are protecting companies from corporate spies and yet this is what you did for a living this is how you made a living so I want to just ask you I'm gonna just dive right in yeah how did you become a corporate spy?
0: Ah, yes. The origin story. Uh, Yeah. So the the short version is I grew up in Philadelphia. Uh, My family, the Kerbeck family is very well known in the automobile business. My great grandfather sold horse carriages before cars were invented. Uh, He switched over, became one of the first dealers in the city. My grandfather took that dealership over. My father took it over and I was supposed to take it over. Uh, But when I was in college, I fell in love with acting when I graduated from college, I briefly went to work for my dad and and kind of the trickery of car sales just didn't sit right with me, didn't feel right, um, which of course turns out to be pretty ironic because I moved to New York to try <laughs> to be an actor and actors need survival jobs and who stumbles into a career as a corporate spy, but that's what happened to me.
1: Oh, wow. And, and what amazing. I mean, and. To have the acting skills, right? To want to be an actor, you have to, in order to be a spy, you have to be good at acting. You have to be able to carry the different arcs, the different energies, right? Because otherwise you get found out really easy.
0: Yeah. Well, the woman who, you know, had this spying firm, because that's what it was. Um, she only hired actors um, because, you know, th- they were the only ones that could kind of create voices and characters, could do accents, um, you know, all of these things that you needed to do to convince people, smart people, uh, people who are trained not to release sensitive private information, to indeed <laughs> release sensitive private information. Um, and so everybody that worked for her was an actor. Oh,
1: absolutely fascinating. So I- I'm going to just. I'm going to keep the front end of this conversation for, because I'm going to come on the backside of this and really dive into what you're doing to help people now. And I, I just got to ask what, what was the flip? What made you get out of the corporate spy business and use your start, start using your superpowers for good. What, what, what was that? What was that moment?
0: That's a great question. Um, it was when my eight-year-old heard me on the phone one day rusing, you know, hence the title of my book, rusing somebody at a major corporation to tell me stuff that they, in a million years, should never tell me. And my child said, you know, you know, Dad, or you know, are you a hacker? Or you know? And I said, oh, no, 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 you know, oh, you know. And I basically was trying to justify what I did to mm-hmm. my child. And that was the moment when I realized there was no justification. You know, there was no, uh, you know, the, you know, you know, it, it was, you know, dishonest. It was manipulative. It was wrong. Um, and I had rationalized it for many years, um, for selfish reasons. One, because I'm, you know, I'm here to tell you being a corporate spy is very lucrative. Um, but also because I was like, look, at the end of the day, all corporations are hiring spies. And, and that's a fact. All corporations yes. are hiring spies. And so I justified it going, look, you know, everybody's doing it. It's part of the capitalist system. It's just the way, you know, business works. Right. Um, But (laughs) to my child, uh, it was really pretty disturbing for me. And that was the moment where I said, I got to get out of this. I can't, I can't keep doing this.
1: Mm, I literally just got chills, Robert. I literally just got chills because um, that moment of clarity, when you, when you can sit back and reflect and see it through the eyes of your children, um, yeah and, and and to be honest, it's the same reason why one of the reasons why I got out of, of counter the intel world because um, it is a world of manip- manipulation. It is a world of deception and that's not the world that I wanted to create for my kids and it sounds like that's the world that you not the world that you wanted to create for your children as well.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, look, we see spies on TV all the time, James Bond, right? And it's all cool, and you know. But everything that James Bond does is a lie, right? I mean, you know, er, you know, everything that every spy does is a lie. You know, you're undercover, you're creating a false identity. You know, it's all lies, and you know. And so that was the kind of the life that I was living as a corporate spy. Um, and it is, and it was like one day in that moment, it, it was just like you know, my blinders had been ripped off. And I just realized I didn't I didn't want to do that. I I, I couldn't do that anymore.
1: Mm, mm, mm. I I absolutely love that. And and folks, stick with us because when we get back from this break, we're gonna dive into some of the things that Robert teaches and trains and, and covers in his book Ruse on how you can implement some of the stuff that he talks about in his book to protect yourself from being rused but before we go on break robert where can people go find more information about you
0: oh thank you i just tell people go to my website it's easy it's just my name robert kerbeck k-e-r-b-e-c-k.com um you can go there you can buy the book from wherever you like to buy books you can also see the trailer because ruse is uh, being made into a tv series so you can get a sense of what the show will be like um and so you know that that, that that's the best place to go
1: fantastic folks go take a look at it Make sure you follow him because this TV show is going to be amazing. Because this world of corporate espionage, corporate spying, it is truly cloak and dagger. It is a chess game, and it's going to the backside of this conversation is going to reveal some things that you're going to want to pay attention to. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, director of Superpower Experts. If you're ready to activate your superpowers and turn your lifetime journey into the journey of a lifetime, go to superpowerexperts.com and get started today. Welcome back to Incorporating Superpowers. My guest today is Robert Kerbeck. He is the author of the book, Ruse, soon to be a TV show, former corporate spy, and now he's using superpowers for good. So Robert, I got to ask first and foremost, I'm just going to be flat out transparent here. I had some reluctancy at first when you when your name came across my my screen because as a former counterintelligence agent, right, I was always on the defense for spies. I was always on the defense for corporate spies and looking. I mean, that's we were protecting national secrets from from spies, and you were out there actually doing this work. And so I was a little bit reluctant, but as I felt into it and I read through what you were doing and seeing some of the work that you're going, you've got going on, I was like, you know what. There's got to be a backstory here, and like you did revealed in the fr- per- first part of this conversation, you, that moment of clarity you had when, when your 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 children, when your child said, "You know what? What are you doing?" and you're like, "Oh wow, that was just affirmation." That I was like, "I am so glad that we connected because you you have an insight, you have a, a an insider's perspective to what that world looks like from a different perspective than I bring. And so I just want to ask, what are you doing now and how are you helping companies and individuals protect themselves from being around
0: Yeah. Well, thank you. Um, look, I, I, you know, now I, you know, I go to conferences and speak, um, you know, I get asked to, you know, be, you know, the proverbial keynote speaker. Um, I do podcasts like yours, where I try to get the word out there that, you know, spying, quite frankly, is way too easy. Uh, it's too easy for me to get information from corporations. I, I tell people, give me forty-five minutes, and I can find out pretty much whatever I want to know about your company. That's too easy. Um, yeah. And corporations have to do a much better job. They spend so much money protecting the technology, the network, the server, the firewall, the encryption. Great, wonderful. But they spend a minuscule fraction of that amount of money and very little time training their employees. <laughs> and and at the end of the day, I, I like to say, I don't need to hack your systems if I can hack your people. Um, and, 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 and oftentimes I could hack your people and get them to hack the systems for me. That's too, yep. too easy, right? And so, you know, uh, you know, again, it, it's kind of a cliche, but it is so true. The weakest link in cybersecurity is always the human being. And until corporations put enough emphasis on education and training, and that's really what I talk a lot about, education and training, um, Companies are going to be breached, companies are going to be hacked, companies are going to be scammed, companies are going to be victims of ransomware attacks, uh, and it's and all of the same things that are true for corporations are true for individuals as well.
1: Yeah, it's um, all that is, right, of loose lips, sink ships. And in today's world, um, keeping information close hold is... is so important as we continue move forwarding, especially if you're trying to build anything, right? If you're trying to protect something, you, you got to train your employees. You got to train yourself to know how much information to divulge, when to divulge it, not to divulge it. I mean, the government's got an entire system set up for, um, you know, that's why we have top secret security clearances. The secret security clearances, right, need to know. That's why there is a, a division of information, That doesn't necessarily get translated over into the corporate sector and you know you bring a new employee on you want to bring them up to speed and next thing you know they're you're you're talking about stuff that the person has no need to know so i gotta ask what was what was your what was the most successful ruse that you're the what the ruse that you went to and used the most often (laughs)
0: <laughs> that's a great question you know I think what what we used uh and each spy had something that worked better for them right depending on their personality um and and uh women use different spies than men. Um, uh, my buddy who got me the job, he used a different ploy for me when I tried to use his ploy, it didn't work for me. He tried to use mine, didn't work for him. My go-to was utilizing, was basically portraying myself as someone within the firm in a different office, in a different location, um, having some sort of crisis or emergency i usually would be from the compliance department um, because everybody hears compliance and they go oh my god Well, i don't want to get on the wrong side of compliance you know compliance is usually part of the legal group um and so boy if the guy in compliance says there's an emergency and he's off-site meeting with some regulatory entity boy i better help him because our company's going to be in trouble if this thing doesn't get fixed if this thing doesn't get solved and so that would be kind of my go to. and i I would utilize that um to my advantage to get people then to to tell me whatever it was I wanted to know.
1: Mm, yeah, and that's that folks right there right there. What underlies that, and all the other methods that Robert was talking about here, what underlies all of that, what allows a spy to do what they what they do is they leverage your own fear against you and in your case robert right you were leveraging the fear of being out of compliance with the company because that could ultimately mean that they lose their job and boom you get information without without a blink of an eye right
0: Correct. Yeah, exactly. And and leveraging not only their fear of compliance, but a lot of times I would always make sure whoever I was calling to get information from that I was portraying myself as someone far more senior than they were. Right. <laughs> so if I'm calling an analyst, you know, and I'm an executive vice president, is that junior analyst going to want to risk not helping out the executive vice president of compliance in the, you know, you know, you know, this uh, is Gerhardt calling from the office in Frankfurt, Germany. I run the compliance department. We have some European Union regulators here, and we need some help from the states, right? <laughs> you know, is the person going to risk, right? Uh, you know, my yep. well, God, the, the, you know that. Oh my, hey, hey, Gerhard, buddy. Whoa, oh, you, oh, I've seen your name. Oh, you're in the corporate directory. I, oh, yeah, I know you run compliance for us in Europe. My God, this must be serious. If the guy from Germany's calling me, calling me, right? yeah. Because, you know, these corporations now, they have offices all over the world. They have offices in Dublin, in Germany, in Tokyo, in Hong Kong, in Charlotte, in Dallas. You know, you could be from anywhere. And oftentimes you are. And so now you're, you're, you're leveraging the fact that you're with the firm, you're senior with the firm, but they don't. They haven't spoken to you before because these companies, for the most part, you know, you're, you know, you're siloed, especially with COVID. Everybody was working from home. So the odds of them having actually spoken to you are slim to none, but they often recognize the name, especially if you pick a name that is senior enough. Right. Mm -hmm. And that was again, you know, part of the ruse was, was utilizing things like that to get people to. Feel like man, this is a very powerful person on the phone. I do not want to mess with them. I'm going to tell them whatever it is they want to know. And even more, if I don't know what they want, I'm going to say, "Hey, hey, Gerhard, can you hold on for a minute? Because I don't know the answer to that question, but I think I know someone who does. I'll call and I'll get the the information for you."
1: Yeah, this is um, this is good stuff because what the what folks what what he's highlighting here is is super important because if you aren't solid in who you are your position and and your own stability, your own survival tactics, and you you're not questioning who you're talking to, you're not doing any level of due diligence before you start releasing information. This is how it happens. This is how things get stolen. And it and it's nowadays it's literally it's a phone call, right? Yeah. Uh, how, yeah. How how often how often did you actually hop on a let's say a video call to get information? <laughs> well,
0: nowadays, right, you can create uh, you know, uh I you know fake you know, everything can be fake, you know. Yeah. Um yeah. so you can have a fake voice, you can have a fake uh picture, you can have a fake video, you know, and of course, back in our day you had to sort of be a trained actor to do these things. Now you don't. And that's really scary with all of this AI that someone is now going to be able to call up and it's going to look like somebody you know, it's going to sound like somebody you know, and it's going to be even more difficult for individuals to recognize these situations and defend against them.
1: Oh, so true. And folks, deep fakes are real. And this is something you need to be paying attention to, because if you're giving up information and you're not a hundred percent certain, and especially if the information that you're giving away can do harm to the company, a patent, an idea, a product, your clients, whatever, this information is so important to pay attention to nowadays. So Robert, I got to ask, what would you say your number one piece of advice to corporations, entrepreneurs, what's your number one piece of advice that you have for protecting? themselves from being rused.
0: Training. Mm. You got got to train the people because the social engineering phone call, what I call the ruse phone call, is making a huge comeback, right? Because as the technology has gotten better at recognizing phishing attempts and, and attempts to breach your system and server, the social engineering phone call is kind of come back because it's low-hanging fruit. If I can yeah. get into your company and get a junior person on the phone who has access to your network and your server and your systems and your passwords, again, I can hack the people. I don't need to hack the systems. And of course, now with all of the AI, the social engineering phone call, again, what I call the ruse phone call is having a huge comeback.
1: Yeah, it it absolutely is. And and folks, I just let me affirm that for you. That is the number one technique that we used as agents to get information from foreign nationals when we were conducting our own missions to protect national security. So it's this is this is across the board. Your weakest link is always going to be the individual, the human being, right? And Robert, how many times did you actually have to jump from one person to another? Because the one person was, you know, kind of like wasn't willing to do it. But all you had to do was call somebody else. How often did you have to switch people?
0: All the time. All the time. And, you know, what we would do is, you know, when we would have somebody that would be suspicious, they weren't buying what we were selling, we would we would what we would call put them to bed. And so what I would say is I'd say, hey, you know what? You're not comfortable with this? How about this? Would you like me to send you an email that delineates everything and why I need it? Oh, oh yeah, 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 please. Please send me an email. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. No problem. I'll have an in, I'll have an email to you within the within the hour. It'll explain everything. It'll come from the company address. It'll Okay. Oh, hey, look. I'm sorry to question you, but just send me that email. And look, worst-case scenario, I'll get you that email by the end of the day. End of the day, you'll have Oh, okay. Great. No problem. No problem. You know what? I, I got a lot of stuff going on here. I Promise you it'll be their first thing in the morning when you come to work. If I don't get it to you, you know, by the end of the day, first thing in the morning, promise. Oh, no problem. Great. Now we hang up. So what have I done? I've gotten that person. So they're waiting on an email that's never going to come, but- <laughs> But because they're waiting for that email, what are they not doing? They're not alerting anyone else. They're not warning anybody else at the company that somebody's calling in for inf- for information. And that's what I don't want. I don't want the alarm bells set off. And so now I've put that person to bed and now I find somebody else because there's always some person at every single firm that will tell me anything I want to know.
1: Oh, uh, You know, uh, Robert, where, where are you located? Are you out in California? I am. Yeah. Mm hmm. Uh, next time I'm in California, I'm coming out and I'm buying you a beer. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: the, the only the only thing I'll say to that is I'm going to buy you the beer.
1: Perfect, perfect. Because this this kind of stuff, folks, is this this stuff is what lights me up. And it's not; it's the getting people to realize what they're doing and the level of awareness that your individuals in your corporation, in your company, your employees, your workers have to have in order to protect your company interest it it is so so important and they can't do that if they're feeling less than if they're not feeling like they're contributing so robert i gotta ask out of the times that you were successful in getting information from from a company what would you say was the profile of the individual that gave you the information.
0: You know, <laughs> the, the, tr- the, the, sad truth is that there is no profile because most people will give information away. Most yep. people, the vast <laughs> majority of people, I would say it's, you know, one out of 10, two out of 10 that are going, wait a second, who are you? Why do you need this? Why should I give this to you? No, you need to prove it. Here's what I'm going to need you to do to verify who you are, who you say you are, right? That's literally one out of 10, two out of 10. The other eight people, nine people are just giving you whatever you need to know, including major executives. I I mean, that was kind of my go-to is, you know, a lot of people would go to junior people. Maybe people would go to assistants. I would go you know, executive to executive, you know, back in the day, I'd say bro to bro, you know, of course now executives, you know, the, the workplace is, is much more diverse in terms of men and women, which is great. But, you know, back in the day, not that long ago, you know, most senior executives were guys. And so I would just go, you know, bro to bro. I'm in a European office. I'm in the LA office. I'm in the the Hong Kong office. And so again, people would know who you were, but they had not met you. They had not spoken to you. Maybe they spoke to you once, Um, but even that, you know, I would call people up and I would get their voicemails just to hear their voice. And again, being an actor, nine times out of 10, eight times out of 10, I could imitate their voice. You know, I'd hear their voice. I'd hear their voice, their voicemail. Hey, this is Rick Jones in tax. I'm not here. And I go, I I can do Rick Jones in tax. I got that voice, you know, (laughs) you know, and, and, you know, and now you got people giving you information because they believe you're Rick Jones in tax. What are they not going to tell the tax man?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and, and Robert, thank you so much for the affirmations. This is why we started the clear business directory was to do due diligence and background checks on individuals to make sure they are who they say they are. So companies can protect themselves from being rused, from being duped. Right. Um, and, and it's, it's a corporate counterintelligence firm. It's why we, it's why it exists is to help people do that and so i love the fact that you're out there with your book that you you have come out and you've added yourself right um to 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 help people to to create a better world for 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 what's going on to help educate people to protect them from from such things so i just gotta ask in all of your attempts to to gather information how often were you able to actually put together the full picture from just bits and pieces of information from individuals. Are
0: you sitting down? (laughs) (laughs) 99.99999% of the time I got the information that my clients wanted. That's how often. It's, it's, um, it's
1: people. People will talk, right?
0: Pe- people love to talk. People love to talk, and I hate to say this because uh, I, I love young people, but especially young people. Um, you know, they've grown up in an era of kind of digital transparency. Privacy's kind of gone by the wayside, and so they don't understand how valuable the information the clues that they're giving out about their company are for that firm's top rivals and here's something i I, I, I would be remiss if i did not mention this corporate spying is as prevalent if not more prevalent in small firms than in large firms and in private firms than in public firms you know corporate spying is everywhere and in some in some cases even more devastating to small companies and private companies
1: yeah, absolutely, especially especially since they don't have the budgets that the larger corporations do. And folks, this is this is how the new iPhone always appears over in China three months before it's actually released in the United States because of corporate spying, right? If you're in tech, if you have a product, if you have technology, you gotta train your people because it will show up. And now you've lost market share, you've lost momentum, you've lost money, and. It's never a good thing in business. So, Robert, what would you say outside of training, what would you say the best thing a small organization, small firm can do to protect their IP?
0: Again, I think, you know, kind of piggybacking off the training thing is to give your employees um, tools sometimes simple tools. And my simplest one is I have the 30-second rule, <laughs> which is when you get the crazy text, the strange email, the funny phone call, you don't do anything for 30 seconds. You don't click on anything, you don't forward anything, you don't answer anything, and you just think about it for 30 seconds. You put the device down, you close the laptop, you hang up the phone call. Um, and you don't do anything for 30 seconds. And I guarantee you, if you can get your people to just think for 30 seconds, they 99% of the time won't do the thing that they were about to do.
1: Yeah. yeah pause, right? Pause. It's, it's, it's Don't react. Pause before you respond. That is such such great advice. And folks, I got, I got a little sneak peek here. I didn't say this at the beginning, but I'm actually doing this interview with Robert while I'm out on an actual real world surveillance mission. So this is, this is super cool to have this conversation while I'm out doing, doing the work. Uh, this is, this is a super fun. I, Robert, I am so grateful that you, you came on the show today um, and, and talking about your story, talking about your background. I think, the education that you're providing, uh, to, well, and the entertainment that we're soon to see and learn from with the the TV show coming out um, is important. People need to pay attention to these kinds of things more more so now today than ever before in the past. Um, and congratulations, by the way, on the success of the book, the the upcoming TV show. Uh, I look forward to to watching it and being on, and being on that journey with you.
0: Oh Well, thank you. Well, look, you know, when I, when I need the counter and the counterintelligence field agent, you know, you'll, you'll be at the top of my recommendation list.
1: Awesome. Well, yeah, please keep us in mind. And, And folks, pick up a copy of the book, read this stuff for yourself, learn about it as much as you can, empower your employees, take a look on how you can unlock their superpowers Visit SuperpowerExpress.com. Take a look at the courses that we offer. Bring Robert into your organization to talk to your people because this is important stuff to pay attention to. If you can learn directly from somebody that was actually stealing the information, it's super valuable. Robert, one more time, where can people go find more information from you?
0: Oh, thank you, Justin. You've really been great. It's uh, robertkerbeck.com, K-E-R-B-E-C-K.
1: Fantastic, folks. Go out there. Start learning, start studying, and until next time, go out there and incorporate your own superpowers so you can change the world. Take care. Are you ready
0: to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com
1: and take the superpower quiz today.